and welcome to Creativity and Chaos, a 1L2N podcast. I am Amy, and we are joined by some personalized merch that you find at a gas station. Missy? I'm Hairspray. It's the first thing I thought of. Mike? I'm the keychain with my name on it, but it says Mork and not Mike. Tommy? I'm a local ad on a business card in someone's pocket that accidentally fell out on the floor. And our most personalized merch, Liam. Yeah. We are a family of creatives going through the story writing process, and we're bringing you along for the ride. Hairspray, huh? I was, yeah, I was like, I, was I, was, I don't know. It was the first thing that popped in my head. I'm not hairspray. That's never what I would have been. But I literally went with the you know first what? product that popped in my head. So there you go. Also, Liam, you missed a really good opportunity there to say yogurt. <gasps> Personalized yogurt. I just wanted to what? say, yes, sir. I really want. Just want to say hairspray. Really. Wait, I'm sorry. Personalized or personal? Personalized. Oh, I thought it was a personal item. Like you run into oh, the shop and grab a personal no, item. No, no, you were why totally. You're right. She said personal. And I said personalized merch that you find at a gas station. Let's argue. I, it it's just <laughs> it's okay. sunk in as personal item. So Missy, uh, I'm a t-shirt you pick up on vacation and never wear again. There, there we go. go. Yeah. All right, everyone. How's everyone doing this week? I'm bra bra I've legit had the most stressful work week of my entire career. Oh. It has been horrific. It has been hell. And I remember why I didn't want to be an accountant. I have Fun. clocked in over 110 hours. Oh. oh. Everybody's prepping my. finances for the taxes and year stuff? No. Uh, I have, I'm only just starting on year-end stuff yesterday. Oh. Like, I had to take a week-long break to do. So we've been doing some audit work. And it sucks. We should get you Adderall. Just rail no. it and go to work. <laughs> no. Crush it up. Yep. Sniff yep. it up. Go, 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 go. Call it a day. You can rub it on your gums, too. I heard that works, too. Does it make your heart beat faster? <laughs> no. Probably not. Because not. I can't have that happen right now. One of the side effects of the long COVID is my heart just races for no reason which causes the blood pressures to go up so. my heart races every so let's time i'm record. around you guys <laughs> why I mean, there's that could go either way and i don't want to know pure <laughs> oh, unadulterated oh, okay. anger why are but you I'm all surviving. so stupid i'm Sorry. getting oh. stuff done i'm cleaning it up so that things are better for the future and they don't have to have that kind of stress moving forward i learned a lot i'm trying to stay positive i learned a lot Nice, nice, nice. I started school again. Boo. Let's move on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I have ascended and become my true final North Carolinian form, a farmer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, we're, we're, pr- we're proud of you. How is that going? What are you doing? Like It's actually the, the gopher or? Pretty much everything. I've mm-hmm. done actual planting. I've done actual harvesting. I've done little projects. I've done wash and pack. And I did a market all in one week. Ooh. Oh my yeah. gosh. Long story short, the whole week is planned for the market. Okay. So it starts out usually with harvesting or just maintaining. It kind of ends with seeding and then wash and pack. And then the very last day is the market. So the whole week you're working towards the end goal of taking your product to market. Yeah. That's and so neat. Pretty, it's pre- pretty gratifying, actually. It feels like there's a lot of progress being made each week. I just have to break my body in, which is hard. My lower back real hurts. But you know what? That's farming life. You know what I'm saying? Do you chew on wheat? Absolutely. Hang out by a tractor. <laughs> yeah. We all talk in accents. We're like, what do you do when you get home? Well, I'm going to cook a stew. I mean, um, I it's it's funny. We can make fun of you, but I'm pretty much a farmer as well. I just farm trees. <laughs> you're just, so. you're just yeah. a tree farmer. <laughs> Why do you have to jump on his parade? Uh, now Tommy's? he's a farmer. You have to be a farmer too. Gosh, Mike. Jeez. <laughs> I think always stealing everybody's thunder. Always yeah. stealing everybody's thunder. <laughs> you know what? Just I am not about no, disconnecting no. you from this call. No, no, no. <laughs> so, Tommy, I'm... there's some like muscle relaxing creams that you can get, like Bengay and stuff, and rub that into your lower Ooh. back. That might help. Also, you can do some stretches like a real person. I do. I actually, I've, I've been purposely doing a bunch of stretches and I have a heating pad on right now because that's the thing that always gets me 
if anything gets sore or messed up, it's always my lower back. When I worked in a freezer, they had mandatory stretches every shift beforehand, and they said it was to help us out, but I'm pretty sure it was just to avoid any (laughs) kind of OSHA problems they could have, because they were like, it's cheaper to have them stretch for 15 minutes than it is for them to have an OSHA fine. Classic work around work. And then they were like, you're 15 minutes late to work. Go, go, go. So, (laughs) like, what you made me. (laughs) So... Cool thing that happened to me this week. We have a top performer list at our work, and I actually was on the list this week for top performers, which is really cool because it just started the end of October and I was at the bottom of the list. So, you know, <laughs> it wasn't anything big, but it's so cool to be You're on, on the there list. and see. Oh, yeah, good. to see that I was on the list. So that was really exciting. And yeah, that was my big news. That was all. Oh, and I bleached my hair. I'm going to dye it. I didn't bleach it to the roots because my hair grows uh, super fast. So I just did a regular bleaching to make it look like it was already purposely supposed to look like this. So I'm going to dye it tomorrow. What colors? I think I know, but I don't know. Who knows? (laughs) Anyways, that's me. That's me. Liam? The end of the semester soon. So I'm going to have to new new classes, new teachers and stuff. So that's whatever. And then I'm also... (laughs) So exciting. Yeah, I got to catch up on grades. Yeah. I got to keep on that. And? And, yeah, that's what I've just been doing. Doing a bunch of quarterlies and uh, stuff like that. You know what? I think you have a future in motivational speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, motivational speech, go. So when you wake up in the morning, how do you feel? I wish I felt better. Is this a motivational conversation? Yes. Oh, okay. It's a give and take. <laughs> oh, okay. I was just gonna. I was just gonna start with that and then let <laughs> let it go on from there. Not say anything. <laughs> you should let us oh, talk. Okay. <laughs> motivational speech. Yeah. So look, look at what my my wonderful wife got me. It's a waffle plushie, and it says, "I love," or I'm sorry, "I like you a waffle lot." Ah, oh, <laughs> you're so, so cute. cute. And the, the butter, butter is, is a heart. heart. <laughs> we'll take a picture and show everybody. We're just going to show them. That's the most So adorable. <laughs> what? I love loves. Shut your stupid face. Yeah, that's right. No, close it. Close she, your face. Close she, it. She bought it for me because it had candy in a package and she was going to give me the candy and then I was supposed to give this plushie to Louie. But I was like, <laughs> no, I can't do that. I absolutely <laughs> like, no, this plushie is for me now. Sorry. <laughs> but Louis, I'll give I don't him. like you that much so the dog has plenty of other plushies to play with right yeah 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 he doesn't need another one that's just one more thing he's gonna drag around speaking of dragging around oh boy drag that's like that yeah not bad not bad the D &D community has been dragged around a lot recently oh i thought you were saying speaking of dragged around let's talk about dungeons and dragons oh that (laughs) i mean i think both work (laughs) they they both work (laughs) And we'll leave both of them in because yeah. <laughs> so I'm a lazy stupid. editor. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Wait, so you edit these? Don't tell anybody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> editor, leave that in. <laughs> yeah, every time these chuckleheads are like, editor, ed- take that in, editor, take that in. I'm like, don't, don't tell me what to do. I do what I want. Do you get angry while, I know I'm delaying this, but do you get angry when you hear that while editing? Sometimes, but mostly I just am like, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, good. Uh, especially when they're like, editor, leave that in. And I'm like, eh, no, we're not going to leave that what one in. That's not, we're going to take that one out. Sometimes I'll I'll listen to you guys, but that's because I'm a benevolent editor. Oh, is that what they call them these days? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, the D&D community is up in arms. And I know we just talked about D&D last week. Because that's the episode that went out last week. We're talking about Christmas bread. We're talking about D&D. Even though we didn't record it last week, but that's okay. Sounds okay. good. We recorded last week. We did, but the episode that went out last week was the one about our Christmas presents being D&D. Wait, but when people listen to this one... I'm, I'm posting it-, it this week, which is going to be the episode after we talk about D&D that we played during Christmas. Okay, so this one will go out right after the D&D episode. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's all. That's all I had to say. So I know we talked about D&D last week and how we had so much fun, but the D&D community has been chucked like a bag of dice itself and strewn all over the floor. Let's talk about what's going on and how, all the craziness. Mike, I feel like you want to head this one up because... Okay, I can try. I will give an overview for those who don't know. 
Dungeons and Dragons is a tabletop role-playing game. It was made in the 80s, and it has several different revisions. Well, with their third edition revision, their parent company, Wizards of the Coast, released a open gaming license that was available for anybody to publish their own content using a lot of the basic content that was in the third edition of Dungeons and Dragons. And by doing so, it caused a revitalization of the game and a slow explosion in the amount of creativity and the amount of tabletop gaming that went on. Uh, Basically, what this open gaming license did was allow people to create their own books, their own maps, their own literature, all based upon the D20 system. And or I believe it's the D20 system. Also, if I get any of this wrong, I'm an idiot. I'm just I've been reading about it for the past week and a half. And recently, Wizards of the Coast and their parent company, Hasbro, have decided that they wanted to update the original gaming license. I'm sorry, the open gaming license, the OGL, we'll call it. And what they were going to do with this is change it from version one to version 1.1. Version 1.1 is very, very bad for content creators because any amount of money that you make over $750,000 goes immediately to Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro. And they can, at that point, own the copyright for any material that you make. So just by making money, they all of a sudden have IP that you created based upon this open license. Now, it wouldn't be too bad if there was different versions of this. Let's say they come out with a sixth edition of Dungeons and Dragons. Currently, they're on five. And they say, with this sixth edition, any content that you want to publish with an open license here, we have you know profit sharing you have to give us. That's one thing. But the big problem here is that they were going to deauthorize the 1.0 license for the open gaming license. And what that was going to do is basically take all the work that everybody has had done. They couldn't make any more money off of it. And the intellectual properties would go directly to Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro if they continued to publish under it. This got so big in the the tabletop gaming community that people have decided to boycott Dungeons & Dragons products in general. For a disclosure, I had a D&D Beyond account that we used over Christmas, and I did cancel that subscription because I thought you can't not only update a gaming license that has been a staple of the community for 20 plus years, but you're also going to go back and change the old one and say that's no longer valid. It was kind of upending it. And a lot of stuff kind of cool has come out of this. There's another company, and I believe I'm going to say it right, uh, Piazzo. They make the Pathfinder rules. And Pathfinder was originally based upon the OGL for Dungeons & Dragons 3rd Edition. They make a brand new rule set. And they used it on that. They came out with a second edition, which is pretty much not based upon Dungeons and Dragons at all. And they have decided that they are going to make it an open license so that anybody can do what people have done with the open gaming license. But now they can do it with this Pathfinder. And they they specifically said, we don't want to own the rights to this license. In fact, we're going to try and find a nonprofit and we are going to pay lawyers to help put it into the nonprofit so that it's permanently for forever open. So it's a real big boon for people who are in the tabletop gaming community as long as they publish under this. And I believe it's the open RPG license or no open RPG common orc ORC, I think is what it was called. I can't remember. So to me, interesting, this whole situation and anybody else can correct me or respond to how we go is if you are a creative type and you are basing all of your revenue or all of your livelihood on a license that's open, that has has been open for 20 years, and all of a sudden you have the threat of all of your revenue being sucked away, your intellectual property that you've created being sucked away because another company decides they want to retroactively change their license agreements. It is something, I guess, that as a an artist who wants to make money off their art, it's a very difficult thing to deal with because now you're you're kind of limited and it it makes you realize that if you want to do a business and you want to do art, sometimes those are two separate things and you need to think about business in multiple revenue streams, not reliant on one specific system. One more thing I'll say before I shut up. Imagine this. If you are a YouTube creator and you have spent the last 10 years building up a massive audience on YouTube and that is where your entire revenue stream is. And then YouTube decides that they're going to change the monetization of how videos work, including your past ones, and say any video that's been published on YouTube is 100% our content now. And you don't have another outlet to go to 
you're screwed if that's your livelihood. So I think it's about diversifying your income while also being able to to create something that you want to create for a living and, and have some fun doing it. So I think that's kind of caught up. I don't know if anybody has anything to add to those. I will say, because I'm reading something right now, it looks like that Wizards of the Coast at least postponed the 1.1 open gaming license because yeah. there was a tremendous amount of backlash because of it. The entire community oh, yeah. like rose up. There's like a hashtag open D&D. A bunch of people signed an open letter. So it's good that they're at least listening, quote unquote. Here's this, the only problem that I think with that is that they, I think in their statement, they said, we, we never really had plans to implement this. It was just something we were talking about. But in December, they pulled together a bunch of publishers of content and they said, hey, we're going to give you a sweetheart deal if you sign this ahead of the release of our 1.1 gaming license. And instead of you paying 25% of your like revenue, you only pay 15%. So the problem is, is yeah. they're saying we had no intention of doing this and we're going to hold off for now, but they were already in the phase of doing it when this leaked. Yeah. So to me, it's just a, okay, you have no intention of doing it now, but you said just now. You're not saying we, we're never going to change this. We, we understand. We screwed up. It's still for them a way to look at, okay, how many more revenue streams can we get off of this when the fires die down and people start subscribing to D&D Beyond and buying the books again, then we can go ahead and do it. It's just, it seems really cheesy to me. Testing the waters to see what kind of reaction they would get without having to actually implement it and feel the impact yeah. of full implementation or the full impact of implementation. It was pretty incredible, the reaction from the fans, because mm -hmm. if we're honest, they're the ones that made it as popular as it did. Companies like Critical Role or D20, I'm sorry, Dimension 20, they helped to broaden the world of D&D for those who had no idea what D&D was or who only thought that it was evil and they thought it was stupid or like me, they thought it was just like a bunch of nerds. I don't know, rolling dice and doing math. And that was it. Like, I didn't realize that there was like a lot of imagination and role playing and improv involved with this game until I started watching Critical Role and Dimension 20 and realized, wow, it's a whole world of this creative awesomeness that you can get out of it. D&D is just a structure for that creativity to kind of flourish. And so I think it's been incredible seeing this whole community that they made it for being like, no, we're taking back charge. We're the ones in control. And then the community being like, you were never in control. Like your game is popular because we've made it popular. And I'm not talking about Critical Role saying that or Dimension 20 saying that. I'm saying about the fans, the people who play small games with their friends every Saturday or whatever day. It, it's all of these people who have have created those small businesses, who have created the merchandise, who have created the fan art that has made D&D &D as big and beautiful as it has become. And so I think that it was pretty cool to see. It wasn't just like, well, oh, we don't like what a big company is doing. It's like, no, you're screwing over so many people. And to see the response from the community was cool. Of course, there's people who are jerks about it, but it was cool seeing a community come together and being like, no, we don't. This is we're not okay with this. I and mean, the fact that it had, you know, they have kind of been like, okay, we realized we screwed up. I think it, it's, it's big. It's, it, it shows them that they have to make changes because it's not just like an, a new Apple product where people are like, this is annoying, but I'll still buy it. It's like, no, we're not buying into this, literally. <laughs> like, sorry, not happening. I do think it's funny, though, that in their, like, statement they released, they go, first, we won't be able to release the new OGL today because we need to make sure we get it right, but it is coming. Second, you're going to hear people say that they won and we lost because making your voices heard forced us to change our plans. Those people will only be half right. They won and so did we. And it's like... <laughs> Guys, you already lost. Like you already yeah. got huge backlash from this. There's like bat that, like just gracefully bad. fix it without being like, no, we won too, so screw you. Like that seems like or a backhanded like compliment kind of thing. The yeah. the fans and the players are the foundation of our corporation. You yeah. spoke and we've listened. We're addressing it and revising it accordingly. More information to come. Yeah. Like fitting in the face of your your revenue stream, probably not the best approach. Oh yeah, when no, not at you all. Don't have a diversified portfolio for your revenue stream. 
there, there has been a bunch of leaks as well for for people within Wizards of the Coast saying, look, like there there was one pretty big one that was like the they are not saying anything on this subject because people they want to wait to see if it affects their bottom line. If people cancel their D and D Beyond subscriptions, that's when they will act. And you can see that they acted by doing nothing, really, by just issuing a statement mm-hmm. saying, like, don't worry, we're not going to do it for now. If anything, they lost tremendously on this because I joined the Pathfinder rules like subreddit and they were like, we have had an absolute massive explosion of people in here. And guess what? I went out and bought a, a Pathfinder core rulebook because I want to know what it's about. I've heard so many great things about it. And the more I read about it, the more it's very similar to a Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition system. So if we're playing a game, it's not going to be a hard transition between it. So it's it's funny to think that your rule set for a game, especially when you publish in an open license, you can just change it or have these these plans to leak it, and it's not going to be a negative backlash. If anything, what they should have done is said, we are keeping the open gaming license as is, and by the way, everybody gets a free copy of this book. And then people would have been like, okay, well, it's a free copy of a, a fifth edition, whatever manual. That's fine. I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and keep that because you could do it all digital content and that'd be a promotion for you. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think that, that they just totally ruined their credibility and it's going to take a long time for fans to build it back up. But on the same thing, I am excited because I've just discovered something new. I've discovered another tabletop role-playing game rule set that I actually think is going to be a little bit more interesting for us to put together a game because it does so many things that like every single one of us that played would really enjoy. I also think it'll be cool to see the other tabletop games that come out of this because people were like, ah, well, d and so big. I don't want to, you know, it's never going to go over. But I think people are probably now looking for other tabletop games that are like Dungeons and Dragons. It's like you're saying, because they screwed up big time, so many people went to Pathfinder. So now there's going to be, I think, a blossoming market of new open gaming license games out there that are going to be able to flourish because of this. So if anything, D&D or Wizards of the Coast doubly screwed themselves, yeah. which is is kind of funny if you think about it. Yeah, they were at their their peak of popularity in the past 20 years and just shot themselves in the foot by trying to get more money. And imagine, like definitely you can see along with Critical Role and Dungeons and Dragons popularity, those two are are pretty much linked, right? You've had years of of critical role content. Imagine that group under the new open gaming license. All of that intellectual property that they created, those those t-shirts that would they would sell based upon it, all of that, totally gone. And I think that was what their idea was. It's like, oh well this group's making a lot of money. Let's just go ahead and capitalize off of them as opposed to trying to innovate or finding a new brand or experimenting with different ways to open up into different markets. It's let's just take because other people are making money. Do you think that with the new D&D movie coming out, they thought they were going to be even more popular. So they thought, well, this is the right move for us at this time because we want to cash in on the new members that are going to want to play D&D before the movie is released. So uh, as far as the movie goes, it's an interesting thing because I believe Hasbro did finance some of it along with Hollywood. And under the boycott aspect, a lot of people were saying, you got to boycott the movie and you got to boycott, you know, all the products. Then other people were like, no, 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 don't boycott the movie, because if it's good, we want to tell Hollywood, like, yes, this is the style of movies that we want. So it's a tough decision in that. I, I don't doubt that they were kind of thinking about it, like if this movie does well. We will probably have a spike in people interested in just getting the player manual or, you know, buying some mm-hmm. of the core rules or something. But I I think it's a little bit separate markets. I, I doubt that it would be a huge spike off of people watching a movie versus going to play the tabletop game. But I could be wrong. I think the people who play it would go see it, but I don't think the people who see it might go play is what I'm saying. I think the reason why I was thinking that is like with any new Star Wars content or Transformers content or anything out there, they're always making new toys because people want the merchandise to the games or to, yeah, to the games that they're playing, but also to the movies that they're watching. And so 
with a Dungeons and Dragons movie, people are like, wait a minute, this is, I mean, I don't know how they're going to do the movie. I don't know if it's just going to be like a fantasy movie or if they're going to add elements of Dungeons and Dragons in there in the sense of like the actual game playing aspects rather than just like the monsters that you would see in the Dungeons and Dragons world. But I wonder if they thought like, oh, just like these other companies that get a lot of merch sales from the movie sales, let's try to cash in on that now. That's my thought process. But, how, yeah. I, you know, speculating here, of course. I think some of it could also do with the fact that Hasbro's stock price in general has been in decline for over a year now. And they're probably looking oh. at the various ips you know revenue streams and trying to find anything they can to turn it around and we would all think it's a really bad move but from the perspective of the company it's a potential low-hanging fruit to to inject more capital into their stock like and it also we don't know the specific financials of it it might be one of those things where like we have to make more capital otherwise this entire empire could collapse because our stock price is down and all of a sudden, you know, mm-hmm. it could yeah, just be one of those moves where like, I, you know, they they literally did not think about the passionate consumers because they desperately needed something to bump it up for their investors, which is always, a you know, yay capitalism. When you have a public company instead of a private one. Yeah. I did think it was really funny that a lot of people were like, I'm sorry, you made a game based off of multiple books of rules that people religiously read and follow, and yet you didn't think that they would religiously read and follow rules for your company? Like, yeah. what? I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you like, understand how no, nerdy true. these people are? I mean, look at us. <laughs> Anyone's going to find secret little <laughs> hidden whatevers in the bottom line or in the fine print. It's going to be this community. So, oh, absolutely. They're going to delve in as deep as they can because that's just the way it works. And that's the way that they think. And that's the way that, you know, with anything that with Dungeons and Dragons, you have to, you have to look at all the little aspects and carefully read every part of it. So it's just funny that they're like, what? They found it? What? I don't understand. It's like, yes, you dinguses. Like, what what were you thinking? Yeah. I'm going to make a prediction here. This is a little bit off, slightly off subject, completely on subject. It's about the Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves movie coming out in March of this year. Okay. End of March, right? Mm. I, I watched the first trailer because like they're making another one because I went to see the first Dungeons and Dragons movies in theater and it was terrible. And I was like 14 and I, I thought it was terrible as a 14 year old who likes dragons. So <laughs> I was like, why are they making another one? Watch the trailer and I got pretty strong Jumanji vibes from it. Oh, And so my prediction is that they went, wait, we could just do that with Dungeons and Dragons. You're going to have like a bunch of. 12-year-olds sitting around a table rolling dice. And then that 12-year-old is going to be like Chris Pine as the bard, you know, or Michelle Rodriguez as the barbarian. And then it will cut back and forth to them every once in a while when something's dumb. And Or you'll just have like a post-credit scene and it was like, well, that was great, guys. Let's come back next week for our next session, you know? Yeah. That's that's my prediction. I still think it'd be funny if they had the cast of Critical Role as the ones playing these characters just because I, I know that I know that they are they are guest appearing in the movie at some point, but I don't know as what or where. They're probably all patrons in a oh, yeah, brothel sure. or something. Who knows? I hope they're all dressed up like their characters because I think that'd be really fun. Yeah. But I think I'm still going to see the movie. I haven't seen any of the trailers or anything because I was like, oh, Dungeons and Dragons movie. Heck yeah, I'm going to see that. And so I wanted to be like fully surprised when seeing it to see if it's good or bad. And I feel like trailers are very telling, (laughs) especially these days when it's like, here's the entire movie in a three minute platform. Yeah. You don't need to really plot. Now you don't have to go see it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I got from the trailer. You know, I, I started watching trailers. Because I did the same thing. I was like, I don't want spoilers. I can probably figure it out. If it's a movie I'm going to go see, I'm not going to watch a trailer. But if it's a movie that I like, I haven't heard of or I have no idea about, I'll watch a trailer just to see if I'm even interested because there's so much other yeah. media now that I can go, all right, no. And that was kind of what happened with this. I was like, I have to see how bad this is going to be because yikes. <laughs> but it seems like it'd be fun. I don't know. We're just shills. That's all. <laughs> this yes, is Hasbro. Totally no. Sponsor. Put away the oh, gun, yeah, Hasbro. Sh- yeah. Well, to kind of trail off a little bit, but not really. Critical Role had made a statement about the whole thing, and they were very 
vague, but they basically said, like, we support the community. We support people who have supported us. We have created our own gaming company years ago because, you know, we want to branch out and share more games throughout our history that like their history, not history in general. And a lot of people gave them backlash for it because they're like, you need to make a stand. You need to make a stand whether you approve of Wizards of the Coast or not. And I think it's interesting because D&D is D&D Beyond is one of their biggest sponsors. And there's a lot of like contractual obligations where they can't just like shit on those people because they're in a contract. I guarantee they they passed whatever statement through a lawyer first because they, they oh, yeah. probably oh, have a contract or their biggest sponsor oh, yeah. for years they have made money off of specific Dungeons and Dragons products and it's stupid for people to think that, that they are a business like that is what they yeah. are it is yeah. not just them having fun anymore it used to be and of course they have fun when they do it but you can't assume that they are going to just be able to speak bad about their company if I, I can't speak bad about, I don't know, my current employer and expect that it's like going to be totally fine because they could just be like, well, OK, you don't like this place and get out of here. <laughs> You're fired. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But for them, because they're a bigger company, they, it's like lawsuits that get involved. Then it's not yes. just, yeah. OK, we're no longer going to support you. It's like, hey, we're going to sue you now. And They probably have something in a contract specifically saying that, like, if you breach this oh, contract, yeah. if you talk bad mm-hmm. about us and, and, you know, obviously their advertisements and stuff go to a specific point where it's it's obvious over the top making fun of them. Kind of like the yeah. Simpsons always did with Fox. It's it's yeah. that sort of style. But if they went actually bad and went full on, then yeah, I'm sure that they could get sued and, and probably owe a bunch of money just for making a statement that fans will want them to. Yeah. I think it's a defamation clause, I believe. Defecation but... clause. Yes. Okay. That's not <laughs> what I said. It sucks because... I think D&D is beloved by a lot of people for many generations. And for many years, people have played campaigns with their friends or families or online or wherever. And so it sucks that this is happening right now. But I I do like the fact that there are other sort of versions out there like Pathfinder, like we're saying, that we're able to kind of turn to to still get that fix if we need. If if the, the Titanic is sinking, we can there's actually another boat nearby yeah. you know well, it's a, it's another thing to think about too like to be a creative person you do create your own stories in your world but it's really helpful if you have a template you know oh yeah oh yeah so when you think about writing a fantasy story you think okay dwarfs and elves and orcs and that's just the fantasy template right that's kind of what this does for a game it just gives you a template with some specific rules on how to play and I don't think you can be like limited with creativity, but the breadth of the background information that they provide in some of these other editions, not just Dungeons and Dragons, but stuff like Pathfinder, they have new monsters, new enemies and and new cities and continents. And it's just this, this overwhelming amount of stuff where you can then create your own story within there. And I think that that's kind of what's exciting is, yes, you may have you may have done all of the Forgotten Realm campaigns in Dungeons and Dragons. But now you get to do something completely different if you go to Pathfinder and maybe you'll like the play style. If anything, I've heard nothing but great play styles about the combat from Pathfinder, which makes it more interesting for people to play, which then will force Wizards of the Coast in their next edition to make their combat better. Because then if they have competition against them and they see like, oh, they're really doing something that people like then hopefully it it makes the entire experience better. But I don't think you make the experience better by putting a gate up. You try to make the experience better by being the best. So I have a question regarding Pathfinder. Yeah. The way you guys are talking makes it sound like Pathfinder is a standalone game that has nothing to do with D&D. But isn't it part of the whole open licensing situation? Isn't it just a... So there's two editions for Pathfinder. The first was released under the open gaming license. The second edition, although it uses barely any rules or any anything, it's like its own independent thing, really, from Dungeons and Dragons, it was released under the open gaming license as well, just because it was like, well, this is the standard. And they just released that in 2018 or 19. It's been it's only been out mm-hmm. for a little bit. It's only been a few years. But they specifically are like, if this is how it's going to go, we are going to publish this under our own 
Creative common license basically for tabletop RPGs. So they've got a whole legal team that's willing to take this to court if they ever change the original open gaming license, because that brings up a whole idea about intellectual property and contract law. Mm -hmm. Like, can you can you go back and say that was retroactively say something that somebody made in good faith under it? When it was allowed to be done, and now you're saying, well, yeah. even though it was legal at the time, we are changing the rules and making it. Especially when you have 20 years of precedence going, mm-hmm. this is what everybody gets to do. And all of a sudden you go, no, 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 now you have to pay us to do the same thing. Yeah. My question's really like, well, Pathfinder is still D&D though, right? No. It's just a tabletop yeah. RPG. You still roll dice. You still have different things, but it's kind of like saying anything that's made out of rice that has been baked is Rice Krispies. They're they're similar, but they're not the same thing. But it's still based on, like, because it's based on one of the previous editions of D&D. It wasn't like it was its own. The first edition was. The second edition is their own thing. It's two totally different games, basically. The first and second edition. But they've used the same name and called it the second edition. Is that where the disconnect is? Like, it's actually not really Pathfinder 2nd Edition. It's it's Pathfinder. a totally different game. It's Pathfinder 2nd Edition. It's not like p- publishing a textbook where you come out with a new edition that just updates a little bit of information in this. This is a completely different game. That's the same thing with Dungeons & Dragons, is that, like, between games, the way that you play it is totally different. And if you go to court and you say, well, this game is based upon rolling dice, it's like, yeah, well, so is Yahtzee. It's not the dice rolling aspect of it. It's the the foundation of what the game was in the first place, right? Because there's a million different games that roll dice. But like, yeah. it just seems like it's still a D&D game, not... It's not. I, I from that, That's everything that I can... I can from, from what I have, can tell is that it's similar. It's a turn-based tabletop role-playing game, but it's not Dungeons & Dragons. I think Dungeons & Dragons has been expanded to be like Google. Like when you look something up, mm-hmm. just Google it. It's the same thing. Yeah. Well, we're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Like just because you're playing a tabletop doesn't mean you're actually playing Dungeons and Dragons. There's things that make it specific. I got that. It's more because they were originally a part of the Dungeons and Dragons team and published this game based on Dungeons and Dragons rules. And then they kept the same name when creating a whole new game. No, it's not their rules. They changed rules, but they published it under the open gaming license. Because that way they said, if there's anything that you think might be a little bit too similar to Dungeons and Dragons, at least we're covered by this license. We're not stealing your content directly. We've changed uh, like a bunch of stuff. And the second edition changes it so much further that, yes, there's similarities, but it's not this is Dungeons and Dragons by any means. It's one of those things that you'll have to read it. So what you're saying is, Ted, the first edition of Pathfinder, they published it under the open gaming license to save their ass. Mm-hmm. more than anything else because it was different enough but just in case they were like boom and then second edition came out and it was even though it's still technically published under that open gaming license it's different enough like you said their lawyers can get involved and they will publish it under not that license yeah right because they risk being in trouble just like anyone else is for publishing stuff up under the open license yeah which yeah. is why they're making their own open license based upon the second edition and anything they publish in the future will be based upon that open license that's not from hasbro it is from the parent company of pathfinder instead i feel like it's still all tunnels back into the fact that it was established under an open license of DD. it can potentially but because it's like hey we took elements of the the open DD and made pathfinder and then they were like hey we want to make our own version, so we're now taking elements of our previous Pathfinder and making Pathfinder 2.0. So I think it's filtered, quote unquote, enough that it would still be considered their own, especially if Pathfinder is making their own open gaming license now for Pathfinder 2.0. That potentially, yes, but there's going yeah. to be, because the original one was based off of the original open gaming license for D&D. I think that there's 
there would be enough pushback from games and and like not just Pathfinder, but like physical games like Pillars of Eternity and stuff like other physical game like video games that use that sort of open gaming license from D&D. If they try to retroactively go back and say, OK, everything on that original open gaming license, now you have to pay us revenue. I think there would be so much pushback on that as well that they would get screwed. I would also say, imagine imagine this just for something really simple. In Pathfinder 1, they created a character that was never in Dungeons & Dragons, and it's called a Murgle, we'll say. I don't know if that's actually yeah. a thing. <laughs> and then for their second edition, they take that Murgle and bring it into their second edition, but they're not bringing in a iconic character from D&D. They're just taking those elements that were originally theirs and bringing them in and then making more original elements. So it's, yes, the original one had similarities or it was shared with Dungeons and Dragons, especially with the, the way that the combat and the systems work. But the second one is not using that same stuff that Dungeons and Dragons originally did. And since it's an open license, they don't have any rights. Like Hasbro doesn't have any rights to then take it because it was already published under it. And then the second edition's not anything from it. So it's it's one of those, we're not contract yeah. lawyers or anything, but I'm. it sounds like from what everybody I've read on that are contract lawyers or, you know, copyright in, in general, they think that it's, it's pretty much a losing case. And if it does win, uh, like if Hasbro wins on it, it would have far more reaching, of terrible effects oh, yeah. across, across any economy every ever. copyright. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those where it's like, yeah, let's not let's not open that Pandora's box. It might be dissimilar, but say Call of Duty came out and the people that made Battlefield were like, well, that's kind of a cool concept. Let's make our own. And so you don't understand that reference. <laughs> that, that reference but, is, but, is lost. Uh, OK. Um, OK. Uh, OK. I've got I've got the best example. Oh, gosh. Microsoft Excel. <laughs> <laughs> so they, 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 let's say there's an open file format that they decide. And then all of a sudden mm -hmm. Google makes sheets based upon that open file format. Mm -hmm. And then Google says, oh, we all, we, all the stuff we did to make ours unique with that open file format, we're actually going to take that and make sheets too. And in sheets too, we're actually going to add a bunch of original content. It's so far removed from the original one that also had an open license that they wouldn't have to worry about it. Maybe. I don't know. It all boils down to, is there is there a legal claim that Microsoft could make upon Sheets 2 because Sheets 2 is based on Sheets 1 and Sheets 1 was based on their products? Probably, but I think that's what that that's what they're going to try to fight for. Also, again, for. only if they could say, well, we changed our mind. We allowed you to publish that under an open license, but now we're saying you can't, so therefore we have a revenue stream for your new product that is such a leap legally that it's like it's hard to I know think about I'm that. not judging or I'm not arguing that it's the right thing and that they should win I'm arguing or not I'm not arguing I'm saying is there an argument that could yeah. be made oh, oh okay. that's what I'm trying to say like I get the connection I'm mm -hmm. just concerned with Pathfinder that well it was based on that content and like if they came up with a totally different name and they didn't call it second edition and they they made a totally different product but it sounds like they're just kind of okay we're updating this product that was originally associated with this other thing so much so that we actually put it in on an the open license i don't believe so because in their like wizards of the coast was making a new open gaming license and everything was originally published on the original open gaming license. So mm -hmm. the new open gaming license they were making had a bunch of restrictions and monetization of whatever they wanted. And so because they are not changing the original gaming license, they're making a new gaming license. I don't believe. And Pathfinder 1 was based off of the original gaming license so i don't the, think that they would be a the changes that are coming out are to the second gaming license not yes, yes. okay i didn't know that at but, all but i thought it was changing i thought there was just one licensing in place you're both right because with a new gaming license they are deauthorizing the old gaming license and you have to uh, use the new gaming license oh that's the basically, problem that's what they're saying it would retroactively basically lock it's down any content 
any content that was made from the original gaming license. It would say yes. this yeah. is no longer able to be used. They said the next OGL will contain the provisions that allow us to protect and cultivate the inclusive environment we're trying to build and specify that it covers con- covers only content for TTRGBs. TTRPGs, sorry. That means that other expansions, such as educational and charitable campaigns, live streams, cosplays, BTT users, etc., will remain unaffected by any OGL update. Content already released under 1.0a will also remain unaffected. So if they're saying in their new update that stuff that has already been published by the original license will remain unaffected. They themselves have said those are protected. So that means that Pathfinder 1 would be protected, meaning that Pathfinder 2 should definitely be protected. That changes everything. I thought that it was the new thing that they're floating, we'll say, would have affected the open licensing that Pathfinder was published under. Creativity and chaos. where you Published under another one. That makes totally sense. Research news that we're totally not <laughs> yeah, reading yeah. as we talk. No, but it. I will say this is probably the most research we've done for any of our episodes. <laughs> yeah. I guess thinking about this on a, a bigger concept, get back to the idea of just creatives. Don't use a single platform. And if you do, mm-hmm. try to have a exit strategy in case things go south. Yeah. Um, yeah. One content creator that I watch every once in a while on YouTube is called RT Game. And yeah. Rec- I love RT. yeah, recently he got demonetized. YouTube changed the rules and they did almost the same thing. They yep. said retroactively, any video that you published has to be by these community like guidelines. And when he mm-hmm. complained to the support team, they actually went and found more videos of his that were against the guidelines and then like demonetized those. And he's basically in his video going, how am I supposed to make money? Like I've spent 10 years building this and now I don't need, I don't know how to do it. And worst case, he's like these videos, even if it doesn't make money, I just want people to see this content. I want to share people. And when it gets demonetized, it pretty much stops or age restricted specifically, it stops Mm -hmm. sharing it. So that's the kind of, that's the same problem is if there's a single source for you to release your creative content on, and I don't care whether it is on the internet or if you're a painter and you only have one gallery in your town and you are putting your artwork up in there and that gallery decides they do not like you, it's a very difficult thing to try to start brand new right away. I think that if you are trying to do this as a business, just like we are, you need to figure out multiple places to put it because yes, maybe Apple Podcasts is no longer going to support creativity and chaos. And it has been a great relationship, Apple. We really like being on your platform. But then hopefully we still have Pandora and Spotify and, you know, every other place that we could possibly do. The old adage of don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. No, put them all in one basket. It makes it easier to carry it back because then you have like five baskets you're carrying with all these eggs. And it's like one basket that has one egg and the other basket has two. There's and the other probably one has one. like that's a lot of baskets. I, all right, I'm this sorry. is a side note. There's probably an interesting <laughs> like math problem involved there because you probably increase the risk. Too many baskets. Yeah. How many baskets yeah. increases the risk of you dropping them versus just taking it back? So there's probably a probability. <laughs> Missy, quick, excel it. No, I don't do statistics. I, I do. With that. I just I just started statistics. I loved the idea Yay. of statistics and I kept thinking that I was understanding it like in probability and whatnot. And then I would do the problems and they were all wrong. Like, I really enjoyed it. I just apparently didn't understand it. So <laughs> Well, thank you for coming to our D D rant. It wasn't really a rant, but it was a lot of D&D talk today and a lot of open gaming license and stuff. It's something that we all care about because we all really liked it and we all want to continue doing it. But it's definitely something that I think should have been talked about. So we talked about it. So when it has thanks wide reaching implications, not just in the D&D community, but the creative community at large for creatives in general and for chaosives also. (laughs) Yeah, definitely introduces more chaos into the uh, into the it element. It does, which a little chaos is good. We got to balance it out with that creativity. And if you're not balancing it, then it's just don't let corporate chaos stifle creativity. Yeah. Before <laughs> before we leave, I think just to get that good old clickbaity title, what do you think is better, D and D or Pathfinder? <laughs> I haven't played Pathfinder yet, so I'm not sure, but I would love to try. <laughs> I uh, yeah. How about is Pathfinder better than D and D? Oh, that's the there one. We go. 
That's the mm, one. That That's is. the title. Wait, let me write it down. Hold on. I got to write this down. I will forget because I have the memory of a crayon. <laughs> <laughs> it, what did you say? Is Pathfinder better is, than is D&D? Pathfinder better than D&D. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's bad. That's bad, Evie. I'm really excited to try it. I will give you my answer for that on another podcast episode. Dun, dun, dun. Has anyone here ever watched any Pathfinder videos? or? Have you? You're making it sound like you have. No, oh. I'm. I'm just. I mean, oh, I was going to say. I'm like, maybe I have, and I didn't know, I and known? I just assumed it was D and D. I I'm have just played games based upon the Pathfinder system. I okay, not. which is that that was the first edition that's very similar to how you play D and D, and Pathfinder Second Edition is very similar to how you play Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons. It's about rolling dice figuring out your situation it just improves it from what i can tell in a lot of stuff especially the combat it makes it less like two lines running at each other and like stopping and more you get to do a bunch of different things so yeah i think it is that's my answer without knowing i'm gonna say yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a good educated guess okay so everyone's homework is to go find some videos where people are playing pathfinder and watch them and see if they like them see how you feel about it do you like math because if you if you don't you shouldn't play either (laughs) Liking math has nothing to do with liking what you do. Case in point, I don't like math. I am an accountant. Yeah, this and I love accounting. So I will say this: a base character in Pathfinder Two E is an alchemist. Okay, I'm in. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. What do you think? Is Pathfinder better than D&D? Let us know. What are your thoughts about the whole situation? Do you not care? Is this the first time you're hearing about it? Why are you listening to this? You crazy cats. Anyways, we'd love to hear from you. We are 1L2N Productions over on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit. And we are also on 1L2N Productions.com go over there and give us a send us a link or an email or something yeah and if you like what we're doing and you want to help show your support for what we're doing you can head on over to our patreon and the last word of the day goes to three that's me but i just did it last time no rigged it's you again rigged, i used you i'm gonna say not rigged go for it <gasps> this is rigged what did you pay her <laughs> I think no matter what coming together as a group and being creative and having fun is should be the main focus of these games and that should be what we focus on spending time with each other being silly getting weird okay love you bye (laughs) 